they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they, anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I will be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you so much for tuning in. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and I'm beyond excited for today's episode, and you're going to find out why. Ah, So I absolutely love today's topic. Since I was a little girl, I've had two dreams. One was to become an author check. And the other was to be involved in a charity. I've always had philanthropic dreams to, you know, save the world. And I volunteered all over the place, but it wasn't until a couple months ago, call it divine intervention, coincidence, fate, whatever you'd like that this, one of our amazing guests today came into my life. She is the founder of an amazing charity called Mamas for Mamas. You've probably heard me talk about it before on the show. Mamas for Mamas is a local award-winning charity local to Kelowna, BC, but we're we're going nationwide. (laughs) It's an organization that supports mothers in crisis and provides ongoing support to low-income mamas and their kids. The mission is to change the landscape of poverty through innovative approaches to financial barriers faced by struggling families. And they do so much more than that. So I want to welcome Shannon Christensen. Hello. Hello. Hi. And we also have Koa Hughes with us today. Hello. And then we have a very, very special guest with us today too. And we've been dropping hints about it all over town, but we have with us Jillian Harris. Hello. I got my glass of wine. Does anybody else have a glass of wine? I sure do. with me. <laughs> All right. This, this is going to be fun. We get to talk about giving back and we get to drink wine. This is awesome. Really so is. I'm going to give some formal introductions and then we're going to dive right into everything giving back and, you know, just rent the holiday season is upon us and just open up everyone's hearts and, and give them some inspiration on how they can get involved too. So Shannon is the founder and executive director for Mamas for Mamas. As I mentioned, it's an award-winning charitable organization that fills the gaps and supports people dealing with poverty and families in crisis and need. Shannon holds a master's degree in psychology and started her career as a trauma counselor for women, children, and men dealing with trauma and the effects of abuse. Her passion for helping people overcome hardship has been reflected in her tireless work to give a voice to those who have been silenced. It's a movement, not a moment. I absolutely love that saying. That's amazing. Thank you. Then we have Koa, who was born and raised in the Okanagan. Um, She still resides there with her spouse, Duffy, and their two children. She has a BA in psychology and indigenous studies. Koa did not expect to end up in the construction industry. However, she is now the COO to an award-winning home building company alongside her business partner and spouse. Koa has been in Mint Magazine and all kinds of other publications. She's a crazy boss mama and just an awesome woman. And I'm so excited to hear more about your involvement and the sustainable nourishment program. 
Then, of course, this guest needs no introduction, but for those of you who live under a rock and have never heard of Jillian <laughs> Harris, she is the host of Love It or List at Vancouver. And, you know, she's the quintessential busy bee who pours her heart and soul into every endeavor. Uh, she has an amazing signature blend of highbrow, lowbrow style that makes her relatable to both small town and city gals alike. And I'm not going to read your whole bio because we're just going to chat, but you just had a baby. Am I right? Yeah, she's sitting here little... beside me, sucking on her scooter, and yeah, we're doing good. Ah, that's amazing. So I can't wait to just dive in and get to know you girls a little bit better and talk about giving back. We love yeah. it. So we're excited. Where do we begin? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I'd love to sort of hear, I guess, from Shannon first about, you know, how did you come about starting Mamas for Mamas? Like what's the, the Coles notes of the story? Because I'm sure it was an insane <laughs> journey, but you know, how did yeah. it all come about? Well, yeah, I'll definitely give you the Coles notes version. Um, it was really kind of just born out of necessity. I was a young mom. Like I was 23 when I had my first, my dad had passed away the year before and I was trying to kind of build my own family and, you know, move, move past some of that grief and make it mean something. And, um, I had my second baby and I was just kind of reaching out for support. I had no mama friends, you know, most of my friends were still 25 and 26 and going out to parties. And I kind of thought there has to be a different way for moms to connect with each other. That's not just talking about whether you bottle feed or breastfeed and maybe talking about it is the wrong word. It's more like judging each other. Um, <laughs> at the time I felt like there was so much mom um, drama, like people were really hard on each other. And my main mission wasn't really about poverty relief in the beginning. It was about connecting moms from all socioeconomic backgrounds so that we could just donate, share, support and connect with each other so that we could make this journey of motherhood uh, more inclusive and more supportive and uh, more of the village that I think we kind of lost somewhere along the way. So I was just checking out, I was finishing my master's at the time and I was checking out one of the mamas online, one of those buy and sell groups. I came across a mom who had no groceries and was about 19 years old with two little ones and one on the way. And I took up a collection and I went and bought her groceries and it was the best feeling I have ever had in my life. And it was one of those moments where I just kind of felt like, you know, my dad had just died and I, you know, he left me a little bit of money and I wanted it to mean something. So I started, you know, just working with a few moms in the community through this little Facebook group I created called uh, Mamas for Mamas. And the 30 people quickly turned into 300, that quickly turned into 3000. And I started to realize that the peer to peer platform was wonderful. And it was a, a sharing economy. It was saving thousands of items from the landfill. It was redistributing items um, directly between moms, which was creating friendships and ongoing kind of community. But it wasn't solving some of the issues that were presented by some of the moms to do with housing, to do with ongoing lack of resources. And they just, they were falling through the cracks. And I felt like I felt like I needed to do something. I felt like I wanted to do something. So I started collecting items and I was, you know, picking them up from one mom and dropping them off to the next. And within a few months, we just kind of decided to become a nonprofit so we could start to develop a little bit of infrastructure around it. And next thing you know, we're a registered, you know, a fully registered charity. It's only been four years since we first developed that first little Facebook group. And there are 50,000 moms across Canada that are now part of this movement um, wow. to use kindness as currency, you know, between one another. So it's been really cool. 
Wow, that's so beautiful and so powerful. That's just crazy. It's yeah, really cool. So cool. And Jillian, I'd love to hear how how you got involved. Well, I love I could listen to Shannon tell that story over and over again. Um, And it is actually so inspiring because I think I think there's so many people. I think most people want to do good and most people want to give back. But it's scary once you start to go down that sort of rabbit hole like Shannon went down. And I think like Sabrina, what you're going down is eventually you get addicted to um, giving back and making a difference. And then all of a sudden it becomes your life. Like, you know, Shannon had a full time job doing something different and now she doesn't do that job anymore. And, you know, I just I listen. I love listening to the story because I love listening to how it evolved for her. And then how I met Shannon, it's still kind of a little bit foggy in my mind. So Shannon might correct me, but for me, I remember, um, when I was pregnant with Leo, I already had a blog and I already was, had love it or list it. And I think it's no secret that a, I was just super fortunate with my job I'm, I'm paid well. We live in a great house. Um, I, I eat what I want. Um, I get a couple of vacations a year. I get a new winter jacket a year, whatever. Um, but then as an influencer, a blogger influencer, it kind of takes it to a whole new level. Like I've even said a few times in the last few years, like, Oh, if life were like that, I would need visa card. Cause things just randomly show up on my doorstep. But it does, believe it or not, I don't know how to say this to anybody who's listening that might not understand, but it does get old. Eventually, you Mm -hmm. don't appreciate everything that comes to your door. You don't need everything. You don't have room for everything. You can't possibly thank all of these companies that are sending stuff. And then when I was pregnant with Leo and people were sending stuff for the kids, it just hit a whole new level. Like I didn't even feel excited anymore. I felt like kind of like this, I don't deserve all of this. Or maybe I deserve it. Maybe that's not the right word. Is I can afford to buy this stuff itself. And there's other people that need it more than I do. And so I just kind of was like, how I can't just tell these companies to stop sending it because it was just showing up, right? So how can I redistribute this energy? And how can I redistribute all of this stuff, kind of so to speak? And that is when I started making piles around my house and, and taking these quote unquote free things and starting to give them to mamas for mamas and different charities in Vancouver. And then I kind of got inspired and I actually, um, ran a contest on my blog before I was heavily um, involved with mamas for mamas. And it was when I was moving away from Vancouver and just, um, going straight to Kelowna. And I had basically two nurseries fully set up in Vancouver and in Kelowna. And so I didn't need two nurseries when we were leaving Kelowna. I had, you know, a crib and a, and a extra car seat and an extra stroller and an extra extra everything. So we ran a contest on my site. um, And basically, people would write in a story about a mom or a family in need and why they think they deserve this, this nursery, or all of this gear, like everything that you would need with a new baby. And um, we got so many stories, and it just broke my heart. Like, I think it was then that I just realized, holy, there's just so many people in need. Like, I guess I just was living under a rock. Like how I knew that there were people in need, but how are there so many, how are there so many? 
And how could mm-hmm. I, and now I'm just giving away this entire nursery. So we, we picked this woman and it was so exciting. We really felt she was so, there were so many deserving, obviously families and moms, but it just still didn't feel like enough. So when I moved to Vancouver, to Kelowna, um, we were still inundated with things for the kids. And um, I was dro- doing regular drops, drop-offs for Mamas for Mamas. And then one day I got an email from Shannon saying that they were so excited because they're going to have this full-time uh, location and, um, and they needed help picking out a paint color. And I remember at the time being like, I'm so busy. I don't know if I have time for this, but like I, I can see that these people are trying to do good things. And so let me run down and, and pick out a paint color. In my mind, I already knew what paint color I was going to suggest. It was going to be, it was going to be gray owl. It looks good and everything, but I, I'm going to make face and say hi, shake their hands. And, and I'm going to say gray owl. And the second I met Shannon and I looked around, and I realized what they were doing. I was like, pardon my language. Holy shit. I can do more. I was like, oh my God, this is what I can do. This is what I can do with all this stuff and all these people wanting to give me things and I don't need all these things, but I know now. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be amazing. So Shannon didn't know this at the time, but I was like shaking inside. Like I was like, mm-hmm, yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, you could move this wall here. But I was like pinching the team. I was like, oh my God, this is going to be insane. And the second we got into the truck after I met with the Mama's from Mama's team, I was like, girls, this is going to be out of control. Like I have so many ideas. We're going to help them. We're gonna, we got to find an interior design firm. Then we got to find a contractor. And then we're going to fill. Not only are we going to renovate the entire place, but we're going to help them with their systems and the procedures. And then we're going to fill the entire store with brand new things. We're going to get rid of all the junk. Oh, my God. Like, And I remember the look on the on our girls' faces. Like, they were like, they already have a job, right? Like, they're already busy with their job running the blog and their mouths just dropped like, oh my God, what happened? What are we going to study into? But it was just... Sorry, girls. It, yeah, it was just so exciting. And so from there on in, we kind of kept the Mamas for Mamas team out of the loop. And um, the more excited I got, the more my budget in my head grew. And I was like, okay, I like JHD can't fund all of this. We need money. Like I can't get enough free stuff. Like I need to buy certain things. I need to pay for certain trades. Like we need money. So I'm like, how can we make money? I'm like, okay, how can we make money? I know people are always asking to do like meet and greets with me and they're asking for a home tour. What if I just invite all of my fans to my house for breakfast? Oh, and not only will it be breakfast, we'll have a custom, uh, we'll have a personal chef and we'll get entertainment. We'll get like a celebrity to come and sing us a song. And not only that, they'll get swag bags, like like real celebrities get when they go to the Oscars. Like it'll be like an event. I was like, oh, and they'll show up in a limo. Like I, I was like, the, the ideas like kept on coming. And as the ideas kept on coming, I could see my team like getting excited, but also getting overwhelmed. And so we planned this like amazing auction where people in my community could um, could basically um, oh sorry um, there's a little song in the background there but they could basically buy a seat at the table and they would show up to the house in a limo and Aaron Pritchett would serenade them and we would eat like this grav- this lavish dinner or breakfast put on by Jeremy who is like a local celebrity chef and they would go home with like hundreds and hundreds of dollars worth of swag and we would drink champagne and in my mind my goal was $10,000 I just need to raise $10,000 to pay for like drywall and like electricity stuff and like the things that 
my sponsors couldn't give me, the things that like Joe Fresh couldn't give me and like, um, you know, Ikea couldn't give me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was so much hype and it was so crazy. I think we made $78,000 in like 48 hours. <laughs> Whoa. Like the seats went for like $7,000 a piece. And then we had the two seats that were um, by donation. So that just the donations raised like 30 grand. And wow. we were crying. Like us girls were crying. We were screaming. But Mamas for Mamas didn't know how much was coming in because only we could see, right? Only we could see all of this. I was like, they're going to shit their pants like this <laughs> crazy so, True. True. so meanwhile like all of this is creating creating so much hype that the um that the contractors we hired to do like the construction stuff which the money was supposed to go for they were so stoked that they were like forget it we'll pay for the drywall like by this time like everybody was wanting to give back so at the end of the day after we renovated the space um, and then filled it full of amazing stuff. Like I'm talking like bottles and breast pumps and, and winter jackets and clothes and food and brand new desks and brand new, like I'm talking like it was like a $300,000 renovation is how much at the end of the day, all I wanted to do was give them gray owl as a paint color. And in the end, <laughs> it was like a $300,000 like thing, if not more with like the amount of like designers and contractors and all that. And all of that money that we raised, like minus maybe like five grand for like a few things, we had left over. We couldn't even spend it because nobody would take our money because everybody wanted to give to Mamas for Mamas. So in the end, even after all of that, we still presented them with a check for like, what was it, $60,000 or $70,000? Bam. It was so insane. <laughs> so basically after that, you're kind of – Stuck with the Mamas for Mamas team forever. <laughs> not, from, not stuck in a good way, you know. It's like being married. You know? um, I was gonna say it, it sounds like an okay, an okay place to be stuck. Yeah, <laughs> the yeah. energy is just contagious. Yeah, totally. And so um, after that, I think a lot of my brands and sponsors that I worked with realized that I didn't really want their big fancy packages. I didn't care about how it was packaged. I didn't want to do unboxings. I didn't care about like a Chanel purse or anything. I just wanted to be able to give back to the community. So a lot of our brands and sponsors now will reach out to us and they'll say, I know you don't need this sweater, but you know, we're a small company. We could use a little bit of a boost. What if we sent $3,000 worth of sweaters to Mamas for Mamas? Then could you help Hmm. us? And I would take a look and say, you know what? These are decent. This is a decent brand. This is something I would, I can get behind and they're going to give back to Mamas for Mamas. Let's do it. We have ourselves a deal. And that's kind of like been a part of my business now. Yeah. We do partner with companies and obviously as JHG and um, Jillian Harris design takes a profit on certain um, partnerships, but a big part of our business now is partnerships that are strictly charity based. And that's what gives us energy and that's what makes us feel like we have purpose and it's just awesome. And that's the way that I feel like we can give back to people like Shannon and Koa and all those girls at Mamas for Mamas that bust their ass every day to give back to the community and make my community better for my kids and make our community better for your kids. And it's just the future. Like I want 
our kids to grow up in a place where there's love and people are mentally well and people have resources and people have help. And the only way they're going to grow up in a community that has that is because of people like Shannon. And so I want to support her as much as I can so that we live in a world that is awesome. Mm. so be- I've got like crazy goosebumps over here and I'm like thinking story you know no matter how many times yeah it's just crazy to hear that you know I know we've talked about it but to just hear it and and to hear the story kind of laid out once again it's like it's mind-blowing to me that something that we created as a sharing economy to you know relieve the landfills and support moms and create that kind of ongoing connection has exploded to what it is. And that is in huge part, thanks to Jill and her ongoing commitment to making sure that, you know, you can stock a karma market, karma market once, and that's great. But with these ongoing partnerships, we can stock the karma market with brand new items that moms can really feel, you know, really dignified bringing home to their families, and they're not breaking the bank doing it, it's all free. And then we get to take the money we raise in our hard earned grants, writing and our events put towards the programs and our social worker and our counseling and mental health department. So it's so much more than just putting items in the store. It's giving hope to the team that we can continue fundraising for the programs themselves and the store will fill itself. You know, it's it's really um, powerful. And actually, it's kind of smart because I feel like the store is kind of what draws people to Mamas for Mamas mm-hmm. because totally. like, it's kind of what draws them in. But then you hook, line, and sinker when they come in looking <laughs> for like a jacket or mittens and all of a sudden yeah. you're giving them the support that they need, that, whether it be like helping them find financial support, helping them find housing, yeah. helping them find emotional yeah. support. Like it's just so amazing mm-hmm. because it's a lot of people have a really hard time um, reaching out for help. A lot of, a yeah. lot of times people will go to somewhere and it's like, they don't quite meet the criteria or they're going to get, you know, mental health uh, support, but they're not going to get nourishment support. Like there's nowhere where you can go and somebody's just going to like analyze everything and then kind of like cater, uh, what do you want to call it? It's like, um, you're designing, you're designing plan. their package for them, which is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's so <laughs> a great amazing. way of putting it. It's, you know, and that's, that's a big part of the, the Mamas at Risk program is bringing them into the karma market. So they can have a little shop and get toiletries and clothing for their children. And, and that's wonderful. But the cool part is, is when they come in, they realize that they matter too. And it's not just about their children getting what they need. It's about the mamas getting what they need. And, and, you know, poverty comes in many different forms. There is financial poverty, but there's also emotional poverty and there is uh, connection poverty. And the strongest predictor of mental health is that sense of belonging. And so if we don't have that, you can have all the money in the world and you're still not going to be well. And um, to the degree that you want to be, to be the parent that you deserve to be, you know? Totally. Yeah. Well, there's something that you said a while back, Shannon, that actually really connected me to Mamas for Mamas. And it's what made me want to get involved on such a level. And that was people need a hand up, not a hand out. And that just shook me to my core. I thought that was such a powerful thing because it's not always about you know, the, the depths of poverty, like there's, there's an in-between phase too, and it's about bridging the gap and helping all people that need help. Right. And like you said, Jillian, it's, it's often really hard for people to ask for that hand up for that help and Mm -hmm. to have a place like mamas for mamas where they can go and feel comfortable and not feel judgment and not feel shame. It's just such a a beautiful thing. It's really magical what you guys are doing. I love it. 
Thank you. I think the most important thing to remember when whenever we talk to the mamas is that this isn't a, a charity case situation. This is a community that has a charitable component. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a community of mamas looking after each other, that's what this is about. The charitable component, yeah, we do help people in poverty and we do help people who are otherwise considered above the poverty line, you know, the, the working poor who work full time, two, three jobs and pay 73% of their income on rent. You yeah. know, those those families need a lot of help. So it, it is the in-between and we're uh, we're filling the gaps and, and catching those falling through the cracks. And we just, it's, it's cool to watch it kind of continue to, to evolve. Absolutely. So Koa, I'd love to hear how you got involved with Mamas for Mamas because I, I think there's a powerful story there as well. Um, yeah, so... I guess it kind of all started many years ago when Mamas for Mamas just started as a Facebook page. And I used to be a single parent and I was a student as well. And I used Mamas for Mamas services myself, but they didn't have the setup that they have now, but they did have the Facebook group. So I would use... um, those services to connect with other moms, to trade items, to ask for items when I needed them or to give items I no longer needed to other moms. So I used Mamas for Mamas for probably a couple years while I was a struggling single parent trying to finish my degree at university. And um, my life, uh, I guess, changed recently. I have um, my partner, Duffy, and we both run a construction company. And I'm now, I guess, financially secure enough that I was able to not have to necessarily work Monday to Friday, nine to five. And I had a bit of freedom to pick how I wanted my schedule to be. And I I didn't even have to think about it. I knew exactly the place that I wanted to put my time into. I just didn't quite realize when I first went to have a meeting with Shannon exactly how this was all going to play out. I kind of, I set a meeting with Shannon and I knew that Mama's was the place that I wanted to give back to because Mama's was, they, you know, they were there for me when I needed them. So I wanted to be able to do that for someone else. And be a part of that. Um, so I set a meeting with Shannon, and I'm and her and I just immediately clicked, uh, and it kind of just all snowballed from there. And now, you know, I um, I got involved with the farm this summer, so I was managing our farm plot, and now I'm Shannon's executive assistant, and I pretty much. I'm there full time now. <laughs> My right hand mama. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was the coolest awesome. meeting. Yeah. It was so special. The Koa came in and, you know, Jill, you know how protective Siobhan is of me oh, and, yeah. and, and how that kind of works. And she's very protective. But I met Koa and it was like a Thursday. And I was like, you and me, you're coming to my house for dinner this Saturday. Bring your husband, bring your kids. You and I have got so much in common. And I feel like you're going to be a huge part of Mama's. And she was like, oh, you're adorable. That's cute. Well, I work full time, but I definitely want to volunteer and help out, especially with the garden. And, um, you know, next thing you know, yet we're having dinner at my place on Saturday night. And her husband kind of looks at me and goes, you got plans for her, don't you? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah. 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 But just, 
Mm-hmm. You feel yes. that connection, and, right? So, and, and now I um vi- and now he struggles to get me to actually do the other work that I need to do <laughs> because I am so consumed with mamas because I love it so much that I just I'm always like you have like such a great like presence. Like you have one of those presents that is like very like loving and strong and friendly and like you like when I first met you and Shannon explained what you were doing I just felt like you were somebody that was like really 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 high up in the world somewhere yeah I'm so excited that you um are with Mamas for Mamas and that Shannon found you I am so excited to be there and it's it's Meeting all the women that I've met with Mamas for Mamas, I think that's one of the things that I value so much is, you know, Shannon and Siobhan and Misty and all the mamas and you, Jillian, and even you, Sabrina, we all connected through Mamas for Mamas. And I I love that I have a tribe of women now and all of us like work so hard to build each other up. Yeah. And that's really the way yeah. it's going. That has to be the movement, right? It's about supporting one another, genuinely supporting one another and really just rising up and lifting each other up. I love that. That's why I created YGT Mama too. It was a place for women, mothers specifically to share their journey and to show other moms like our readers specifically that they're not alone, right? Because motherhood can be hard and isolating and exhausting and terrifying. Of course, there's joy and there's beauty and there's all of these amazing things, but it's also, you know, it's a scary, it's a scary place to be as a new mom. So I think, you know, raising one another up and really just supporting one another is what it's all about. So I love how you guys do that. It's just incredible. Um, so oh, pretty second, neat. ladies, um, hun, you want to give him um, in his ba- in his room in the drawer, there's that chest cold stuff. Do you, do you mind putting that on? Yes. Sorry. Uh, oh no. <laughs> oh, poor Panda. Jacob's sick too. I had to bring him to work with me today and meet like ministry workers with a sick baby crying on me. Well, he's five. Yeah. He's my baby. Kids at mama's have been sick. Oh man. <laughs> It's going Everybody's around. been taken out for a couple of days. But you know, the best part is, I have to say real quick, that Mama's is one of those workplaces where, like, I had meetings today. I couldn't reschedule. I couldn't cancel. It was just one of those days. And I brought my little guy with me. He's five. And when I was in a meeting, any one of the Mama's who worked there took care of him with me. You know, it was like a real village. And it's mm-hmm. kindness is currency with the Mama's we support, but it's also kindness is currency with our group and how we treat each other. I think, uh, as well, like it's a whole, like that's another reason why I love you. And I love like having my own business and being able to be an influencer is like, I talk to the girls all the time and I'm like, have a baby whenever you want, bring your baby to work, take as much time as you mm-hmm. want off bring your baby here. Like that is just something that I feel like, you know, I think for the longest time, like the eighties and nineties, then, then in the two, like it was like this rat race of like, I got to be successful. I got to do this. I got to work. I got to get a nanny. I got to go back to work as soon as possible, which I did obviously all of the above, but just (laughs) be in a, in a position where, um, you're just supporting other moms and other families out there to be able to just do whatever their heart desires. And if that means, yeah. you know, helping them with their mortgage or helping them with their grocery bill or just even helping them be able to work, it just puts everybody yeah. on an even playing field, which I think is so important. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, you know, that's why we only hire moms. You know, it's not that we don't 
It's not that we wouldn't hire somebody who's not a mom. Our, our trauma counselor, for example, doesn't have any children yet, but um, everybody who we kind of seek out to fill a position, it's a little bit, you know, of a criteria that you're a mom because we want to, or a parent, I should say a parent, because we do support dads as well. But the the whole idea is, you know, like the women who, we have a few volunteers who didn't really feel like they had meaning in their lives. They were stay-at-home moms and they loved their life with their children. But, you know, you need something kind of cognitively stimulating. So you feel like you're part of this, the world, you're part of society. And we've probably got four or five moms right now who are kind of coming back out of that space where they were home with their babies for a while. And they just want to, they want to contribute something to their community, to their fellow mama and we can give them the opportunity to either volunteer or apply for a paid position um, that we were only actually able to create paid positions because of Jillian's donation last year because um, when it comes to government funding you can't actually apply for any government funding until you can show for a year you can pay for your own programs so because Jillian paid for our own programs um, for us you know most people were only paid five hours a week for the first year so we could keep it sustainable in terms of like you know who was getting uh, paid for their positions but because we had the ability to open positions and actually start payroll we just applied for $170,000 last Friday which almost killed me um, in terms of the paperwork <laughs> part of it but we did it and the only reason we were eligible for those gaming grant um funding um, dollars was because of Jillian allowing us to start payroll last year. So it goes so much more. Um, It goes so much further than a a donation going to fund one program. That $71,000 funded Mamas for Mamas at-risk program, mental health program, and a big part of our admin cost for a year, which was insane. That is awesome. That is so, so awesome. Yeah, it's pretty epic. I don't know if you know that you're the only reason we have payroll now, but but it is. <laughs> I know that, but that does make me really happy. Yeah, it's the livelihood of um, a lot of women who work in the organization who dedicated three years volunteering 40 to 60 hours a week, knowing that one day, I promised them, I said one day you'll get a paycheck and I, I make a promise, I stick to it, but I need help. <laughs> <laughs> to make those promises well, and, and that's the thing another thing about have doing what you do Shannon and there's so many people who do it is that you're all you're almost always just hustling like you know like it, it, it's nope. like that in any business I guess but you 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 have to pay people so that they'll stay you have to pay people so you get people that, that are very smart who have been in the industry who can um, provide you know financial advice who could provide business advice who can help with organizing who can help with your different programs so it's expensive yeah. To, to to fulfill your dream for sure um but yeah. you but for you it's like you can't just say like oh we sell toothbrushes and and last year we sold a million toothbrushes you literally have to continue to convince people why you need their money and and then you have yeah. to either keep on going after the same people or find new people like you're always hustling yep. like i am so appreciative of what you do because raising money is is not easy Nope. It is very challenging, but it's also like, it's almost like a, well, yeah, we play the song often every day. I'm hustling, hustling. Cause it feels like our everyday life. And a big part of it is just making those uh, connections and those relationships with a real authentic connection. Because when you learn about what mamas for mamas is doing, it's really hard not to somehow connect with the story, whether your mom struggled or you've struggled as a mom or your sister has kids. And, you know, everybody knows a mama who could use a village. 
And even like Mick Foley, he's like a WWE, you know, Cactus Jack, like big wrestler dude. And he's in love with the mama's mission because everybody's got a mama and everybody's got a connection to the struggle of providing for children. And uh, whether you're a father or mother, an auntie or an uncle, like you get it. And, but it is still a hustle, you know, like we, uh, I know that it's called Mamas for Mamas and just correct me if I'm wrong, but you don't need to just be a mama. Like it is about a family. So it's about the community. You know, the other day, um, I met a woman who was a grandmother who was taking care of her grandchildren because, um, their mom died of a drug overdose and we brought her into mama. So it's just about, it's about the community and the health of the community, I think. And it's just so awesome. And if Mamas for Mamas isn't the right place for that person, they'll help them find the right place, which is just exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We know we're not the be all and end all of when it comes to what you're needing for charity, but with our resource coordinators and our social workers, if we don't have what you need, we will help you find it. And the goal is to make sure we're not duplicating efforts. You know, there's great agencies in town doing incredible work. And so we're not trying to do what they're doing. We're trying to fill the gaps with whatever is offered out there, whatever kind of services, whether it be food security support, clothing, nutrition, um, you know, mental wellness or housing. We'll send you to every and all resources that are possibly available because we want them utilized. Um, and then when those fall short, which inevitably most do just because of the nature of the beast, uh, then we can step in and be that safety net. I love that because it also shows that you're truly committed to helping people. There's no self gain. There's no gain for the business side of it, right? Like, yes, you're hustling, but you're hustling for the greater good. You're hustling to genuinely help people and create those connections and help your community, which is so fabulous. So thank you for all that you do. (laughs) I mean, it's my pleasure. You know, we help as many moms as we do agencies. And I think that when nonprofit organizations pull back from the model of competition and engage in collaboration, like truly, truly engage in collaboration, where if you're both up for a grant, you offer a letter of support to them because you know it fits their mandate better. That is true collaboration. And when we engage in that kind of ongoing support, we are we're walking the walk. You know, we ask mamas to use kindness as their currency. We ask agencies to do the same. And if I'm asking of that of them, I'm, I have to put my foot forward first. I love that. It's just so beautiful. Well, ladies, if somebody wants to get involved, somebody who has that burning desire in their belly right now, hearing all of this, how can they get involved without having to be an influencer without having, you know, pockets full of cash? How can somebody get involved if they just want to help, if they just want to give back? Where do you start? Oh, oh, geez. You know, there are about a thousand different um, inroads to supporting Mamas for Mamas because it started as a peer to peer platform where moms looking after other moms was the basis of what we do. So if you want to get involved with Mamas for Mamas, we do have 46 chapters throughout Canada. There's bound to be a Mamas for Mamas online sharing economy and community near you. If there's not and you want to build one, we can help with that. Now, the the grassroots movement, I think, is the most important aspect of this charity because that's how we started. And the beginning of the story, I find, is is where there's the most meaning and and commitment to, to why we're doing what we're doing. So, you know, the grassroots movement of moms looking after moms and only looking at your neighbor to make sure that they've got enough, that's where you can start. 
and making sure that wherever um, people are struggling in their community, you're offering uh, kindness, you're offering uh, the benefit of the doubt. And if you see somebody struggling with poverty in some way, assume the best of them, assume they have done their best to come out of whatever situation they're currently struggling with. And don't offer punishment or blame or judgment or shame, offer a hand up not a hand out and just continue to offer that level of support. Now, if you want to actually get involved on the charitable level, I mean, Mamas for Mamas can only grow past the Kelowna chapter when we have enough funding to then pay another executive director in another chapter in another community. We're working with our lawyers and all the fun legal aspects of all the jazz when it comes to how we start new chapters in other communities. And we're getting pretty close. But when it comes to opening a brand new chapter with the mental health support, the social worker and everything else in between, that can only happen if the Mamas for Mamas in Kelowna becomes strong enough that we can then expand. So by supporting the Mamas for Mamas Kelowna chapter financially, you're actually supporting your own community in the sense that we can sooner expand to that community with a brick and mortar, with their own karma market, with their own ability to provide a hand up, not a handout in their own community. Amazing. Oh, last other thing. I can't believe I didn't think of that. Is that you've got this mama across uh, Canada campaign with the mama coaches because they are, they've just, they've just capped $20,000 in their fundraising campaign. They sold sweatshirts, they sold um, these beautiful bracelets and all of the, you've got this mama merchandise went to provide Christmas for families all over Canada that otherwise wouldn't be able to afford to provide for their families. So um, by supporting the You've Got This Mama campaign through the Mama Coaches, you're supporting Mamas for Mamas in a grassroots way, but in your own community um, in a larger way than a peer-to-peer platform. That's incredible because I had Carrie Bruno on the show and she's actually a contributor oh. and you've got this mama too. And uh, we, oh, we put yeah. a link on our website to that exact campaign that you're speaking of. So it's just, oh, it goes to it. show you like we're all in this together, right? We're all supporting one another. We're all working to make this happen, which is just, it's, it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And, <laughs> I love it. Right? And there's so many, like there's so many girls here in Kelowna and even like in Vancouver and where I'm, like up in Alberta that like as soon as you get the energy and as soon as you get bit by the bug it doesn't matter like you said if you're an influencer if you have loads of money you there's so many things that you could do and just continuing to reach out sometimes and correct me if I'm wrong um Shannon but sometimes uh some of these you know smaller organizations um they it's overwhelming when you have so many people asking what can you do what can you do but I know with, with <laughs> yeah. Shannon it's like continuing to bug Shannon and continuing to, to bug whatever organization you're passionate about what can I do what can I do to help and then all of a sudden you're going to get an idea well like maybe I can maybe I can put on my own little brunch or you know um, maybe I can do a clothing swap and raise some money or maybe there's yes. something I can do to help um, you know uh, one of the things that uh, Mamas for Mamas has is they have volunteers that help organize the donations that come in they help organize the karma market um, there's so many things that you can do that it is all integral. It's all important to be able to run. It's it just a massive ship that you're running, Shannon. Like I can't believe all the different moving parts, and that just requires volunteers, and that requires energy Absolutely. and excitement and love, and and everybody that wants to give back has yes. that. So, absolutely, and yeah, yeah volunteer and work is huge. It. In Kelowna, we don't, a lot of our volunteers, they're not, they're not influencers and they're not, 
um, you know, having pockets lined with money that a lot of them are struggling mamas themselves, actually. Mm -hmm. So I like most of our volunteers are, you know, started as mamas who were using our services and they started volunteering and they, and then sometimes we have mamas from, um, you know, different parts of the community who don't necessarily need our services who'd like to volunteer. But a lot of our volunteers, they're not influencers or super rich. They're just, you know, normal mamas who just want to give back and want to do something in their community. And they volunteer with their time. So they might not have money to give, but their time is worth so much to us. Yeah. Or even coming down and picking something up from the store for another mom who doesn't drive. Or, you know, it's just kind of going out of your way to make kindness your um, the, the rule, not the exception. Because in motherhood and parenthood and going through this journey, it's hard enough without the external judgments and pressure. But when you feel like you're not doing the best job because you're not breastfeeding anymore, or you use disposable diapers, or, you know, you don't buy um, <laughs> hypoallergenic wipes, like, I don't know what it is. I remember getting shamed a little sort of ridiculous thing. There's got to be a way that this is okay. <laughs> like, oh, my God. But it's just it truly is about extending the benefit of the doubt and extending kindness and whether that's volunteering your time or it's volunteering your compassion. Um, you know, we have one of our mamas who is one of the most powerful women I've ever met and largely because she doesn't believe she has any power. And she kind of had this really great career building strong. And then she had a baby and she had, you know, postpartum depression and, and who am I and what's my identity and where do I go from here? And a lot of different family issues and trying to understand this new identity and role. And she came to me a while ago and we started chatting about, you know, what she could do to start empowering herself to feel like she was worth it, like she was a good mom. And, uh, you know, fast forward to today when we had our meeting and she has set up the most incredible group for mothers in our community who can't afford the fancy, you know, mom style groups that you pay a hundred dollars for every six weeks. And, you know, and those are great. I'm not, you know, those, I'm not bashing those at all. I think they're wonderful, but to be inclusive of everybody who can't afford those groups, this mama came to me and said, I have a whole bunch of moms who can't afford to take this type of a, um, you know, mama group. Could I create one? So this Friday, Jessica is hosting her very first group of the Mama Circle, a component of Whole Mama, where we teach mamas that they deserve to be well and whole. And uh, she went from feeling like she had nothing left to offer in this world to feeling like she had everything to offer. And that's just that's so cool. a really, really cool example of a handout, yeah, not a handout. That. Yeah. And I love her. She's so great. She's just got so much. She is. She's really just, she, she helped me out a lot this summer at the farm. And I love how much she's grown where she was coming to the groups and needing the support. And now she's wanting to give the support to the other moms. That's it's so beautiful. And that really does bring it full circle, right? It's, it's about just taking that step and doing something as small as it is. Maybe it's just smiling at somebody who needs a smile or hugging somebody who needs a hug, whatever it is. It's like, start with kindness. I love that you use kindness as a cure, a currency because I think that's everything. Everyone I talk to, they're so intimidated at getting involved. It's like, Oh, I don't have time and I don't have money, but really it doesn't take time or money necessarily. Right. You can just do the small little things and add and build up to that, which is just so beautiful. Thank you. 
Yeah. Which is amazing. It's incredible. Well, ladies, that's so great. Unless you have one more thing you want to add, I'm going to get into our fun questions that I ask at the end of the show. Um, Fun is good. I mean, this is fun too. It's all positive. I've seriously had goosebumps the whole show. Um, But, you know, it's nice to sort of bring it back to giggles. Um, So, yeah, unless you have something you want to say... Anything else to close it out? I mean, I for for me, like like I said earlier, Shannon, I don't think you were on the call yet, but I was telling Sabrina, I was like, I I sometimes feel guilty coming on podcasts like this. Like I know I've given you guys a lot financially and a lot of clothes and goodies and whatnot, but you know, I I um there's some weeks and some months where I'm just so busy that I'm like, I feel like I haven't given you guys anything. And, and here I think about you and Koa and, and the rest of the team who are just like swamped and you guys are going at it like 14, 16, 24 hours a day. And once you're in it, you're in it. And I just want to thank you so much because I truly believe that you're making such a huge difference in this community and in this world and in this province and city and country. And I believe in you and I love you guys so much. And I just want to thank you for everything that you do for those in need in our community. I just, I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Sorry, I'm a little verklempt. I get, you know, really overwhelmed when I hear the impact of what we do from somebody else. I see it and, and feel it every day. But honestly, it is it's a privilege to do what I do. I feel incredibly lucky. And um, I feel incredibly blessed that at this point in my life, I can reflect back on, um, you know, the last few years of cra- absolute craziness and chaos. And I can say, you know, we did it. We did it. We took an idea of kindness as currency and that we could do better for our fellow mama by just taking the initiative to do um, one little thing and look at what it has turned into. And honestly, Jill, every single day that you are part of Mamas for Mamas, you are sharing your social capital. And that's not something you can put a dollar amount on. I mean, I know we try (laughs) as influencers, I'm sure you can um, put a dollar amount on certain things, but you cannot put a dollar amount on backing a small organization and watching them and seeing them turn into a absolute powerhouse movement. And that would not have and could not have happened without a powerhouse badass mama backing us up. So just remember you are this movement, we are this movement, and it takes every single one of us like a puzzle piece to make this work together. And we might be working 16 hour days, but so are you. And that's how we continue to reap the benefits of this is um, collaboration, connection, and true authentic relationships. Because we we care about each other as humans. And that's why we're so good as business partners. I love it. You know, we're just kicking ass and taking names. Yeah. I'm sorry, I probably shouldn't swear on podcasts, but you guys are just so amazing. I feel like I'm like gearing <laughs> up over here, like those are my. I know friends. I'm all mushy over here, all the way over here in Toronto at 12:30 at night. I've got a, a little tear happening too. No, the energy really is palpable. You can feel it. You guys are amazing, all of you. What you're doing, and it's so obvious that you lead with your heart. What's that? Oh, yeah, it's so amazing to be aligned and connected to such beautiful souls. So thank you for all that you do. Well, and I feel the same way, Sabrina. And honestly, I haven't even had the chance to 
um, kind of spread my gratitude about the fact that I get to write a chapter in a book about my growth in building Mamas for Mamas and Mamas for Mamas building me in the You've Got This Boss Mama series, um, the the second or third book in the series, I think it is. Um, it's actually going to be the fourth. The it's fourth? in October. So I know it's incredible. Yeah. So both Koa and Shannon are going to be writing a chapter in You've Got wow. This Boss Mama, which is so amazing because it's very clear that they are bosses. And I really wanted to add an element to the book about giving back and show that there's so many different levels of being a boss. You do not have to be the CEO of a company. You do not have to be, you know, making millions of dollars. Really, it's about showing moms that life doesn't end with motherhood. It actually kind of just transitions into something new because you're priorities shift, right? When you have children, your priorities shift and what becomes important is different than what was important before. Mm -hmm. So you, you follow your heart and you follow your dreams and your passions. And you're just such a a clear, obvious truth to that. You're following your passion and your dreams. And it's just so incredible. It's, it's pretty cool to watch it kind of, to kind of come full circle and yeah. Yeah. It's very exciting. I know. No, no words. So I'm going to ask you guys some fun questions because there's no more words to be said. (laughs) So we're going to start with this is, I love this one because it usually helps us pull out some really fun resources for the, for our moms. We do a really extensive show notes on this show. So we'll have links to everything that you've mentioned today. Um, you know, ways people can get involved. We'll have a link to the, you got this mama bracelets and all of the stuff. Um, but we'll also pull from whatever you say here. So what is, your morning routine (laughs) this is always fun because everyone has kids of different ages and different things going on so just uh the cole's notes of your morning routine and i think we'll start with you jill because i know most of the people listening probably follow your instagram stories but what is what's the real morning look like right now it's not it's not i don't love the way my morning is right now because i'm up usually at 5.45 or 6, which is actually late for some moms. I feed Annie and then I tiptoe out of the house. I grab a coffee coffee, and I tiptoe out of the house and I leave the house without really saying good morning or goodbye to anybody. Um, I'm usually out of the house by like 6.30, 6.45 and the rest of the whole crew wakes up around 7.30. Um, but that's just because I've gone back to work. But usually uh, when I'm not at work, uh, we have the whole family in bed and we're drinking coffee and watching Paw Patrol and uh, nachos <laughs> throwing up on the white duvet cover. And we're late for whatever we're up to and it's a, it's a gong show. I mean, if you're a mom, you know, most mornings are gong shows. So it's either uh, tiptoeing out of here really quietly at 645 or uh, barf and puke and poop and coffee. <laughs> Oh, isn't it isn't it glamorous? Oh my god, <laughs> motherhood! So much better about my life. Yeah, good. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Shannon? What's your morning look like? Well, just so much very similar things in the sense I've got two boys. They're five and eight. They both go to school about 
uh, half a block from my house so they can walk, which is great. Um, but we get up and we start getting organized and I run into my first pee, poo or puke for my dog. She's only 11 months old and I love her to bits, but I can't even, she's 120 pounds. She's a cane corso bull mastiff and just, <laughs> and she's 11 months old. So she just, if it, I walk into my kid's room to get them out of bed, step in pee, walk into the kitchen to grab some coffee. There's a deuce. I'm like, Okay. So a big part of my morning routine is picking up after my dog, which is, you know, not the worst thing in the world. Um, it's better than my children um, peeing on the floor. But um, it's basically just like up at 6, 6. Which is kind of my life right now. Get as much Leo peeing on the floor. <sighs> Yeah. Uh, like, well, that yeah, that too. My my five year old is in that zone where if you saw my accidental Insta story a couple of weeks ago, where he whipped it out um, about ten seconds as I was halfway through, I didn't realize he had done that because I was telling everybody that. Oh my god! I was like, we're not, we don't always have it together, but together we have it all. And about a second later, he walked behind me and whipped his underwear oh down. God, I didn't see it. Awesome. So, so funny because all of us watched it. None of us saw it. <laughs> Until you watch it again after the comments came in. I'm not sure if you realized your son had his penis out. Oops. So that's basically like that wraps up my morning is puke, um, accidental penis slips, and, you know, sending my kids out to school with half a lunch. <laughs> ah, yes. Life, life with boys. I have three boys, so I, oh I feel it all. <laughs> yeah. With the whipping it out when you're not expecting. No. I don't. Unfor- unfortunately, no. It doesn't. <laughs> my my eldest is twelve, and like I can't lie, it still happens once in a while. So oh, anyway, yeah. oh, it's so crazy. It. So since we're we're almost at the end of the show, we're running out of time, but I just wanted to ask one more question. This is always really helpful for our mamas. And that is, what is one parenting hack that you could not live without? This can be a product, a rule, an item, anything that sort of like up-leveled your motherhood. Mine is Tic Tacs. All right. Ooh. <laughs> Everything I got Tic Tacs. My car got Tic Tacs. My diaper bag, I got them in the drawer. I got them in the kitchen. I got them everywhere. I need something done. Tic Tacs. You need to come with me, Tic Tac. You have to poop, Tic Tac. You want to eat your dinner, Tic Tac. Oh, Literally, Tic Tac. That's, That's my thing. It's brilliant. Yeah. It is brilliant. It's brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm rethinking my entire <laughs> last like, eight it's years. It's candy, but they're so <sighs> tiny that you can't even really feel guilty about it. Like you don't feel like you're giving your kid candy because they're so small, but it, they have to put it in their mouth and they have to suck on it. They, they, their teeth are too delicate to really chew them, so it, they appreciate them. They love the tiny little candies, and you don't have to feel guilty about it. Ooh. Yeah, that's, that's like one of those aha uh-huh moments right there. <laughs> right? You're like, oh my God, Tic Tacs. Tic Tac stocks just went up to 3,000%. Um, oh my God, that is way too funny. Yeah, Mine does not work quite that well. Um, my, my, my mom hack, I guess, if I had one, I mean, coffee and wine are like second to this one particular mom hack, but I use something, I use like a, a reward program with my kids called kindness points and so it's basically like every kindness point you earn is a dollar towards something you want so if you want a playstation you have to earn 450 kindness Mm. points and it's kind of like teaching them to save up because you can earn 30 kindness points and spend it on one um, transformer or you can save up save up save up your kindness points throughout the year and then get your playstation or your xbox or you can cash them in for sleepovers when you're not really supposed to be on sleepovers like you know, school nights, but with cousins or 
uh, kind of special extra things that I would normally say no to, but they could say, well, I'm going to cash in my kindness points. So I can't really, it's kind of like a veto on me saying yeah. no. Um, they, they cash in their points, but it takes quite a bit for them to earn their kindness points. So brushing your teeth, one kindness point. Uh, brushing your teeth without me asking, two <laughs> kindness points. Um, not hitting your brother if he yells at you, three Ooh. kindness points. Like It's kind of like this whole I system. Like it. And it's, it's kind of cool because I'm trying to teach them the kindness currency that we use at Mama's, but making it tangible so they can understand that it's worth things that they desire and that they need. Um, that's a little bit more, or yeah, a little bit less abstract, I guess I could say. Um, so they can understand like my one kid wants like a Nintendo, what's it called? The new Nintendo thing. And I was like, that's really expensive. You're going to have to earn your kindness points and cash them in with Santa. (laughs) So, you know, it's not just, you get whatever you want. You have to earn it by being respectful and kind. And we've been saving up for a pool for years, like an in-ground pool. And crazy things happened last year and the the fund went back down to zero. And I was like, all right, that's fine. We're going to start again. It's all good. And my son came up to me and said, you know, mom, I have 58 kindness points saved up. I can contribute to the pool fund. I just died. Like I just, my heart like completely exploded. And I was like, you know what, bud, you just got an extra 10 kindness points for donating them to me. But no, you're not, you know, I'm not going to tell him those are already my dollars (laughs) and they don't count, but you know, thanks for the thought. <laughs> Adorable. It was so cute. <laughs> Mom hack. Yeah, that's good. Good. I like that one. I, I actually yeah, really like that. Yeah. I mean, when I'm going to start using that when Leo understands. Yeah, when they're a little bit older and Tic Tac stuff working. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you go from Tic Tac to Hydus Points. If my kid has no tea, because uh, he will want it out, I'll start using Hydus I love it. (laughs) We just started um, trying to use the kindness points too, but my kids keep using them against each other. Yeah, they're like plotting against each other to try to um, get more kindness points than the other one. So it's like, it's sort of working, but something that actually we just kind of started doing, I don't really know if this is a mom hack or not, but. Um, that's kind of made life easier for us is we started doing weekly family meetings and at these weekly family meetings, the kids get to decide what they want their chores to be, what kinds of food, because lunches have been like a nightmare for us lately, what foods they'll eat in their lunches. They get to like decide all these things and then they they have been getting like an allowance. I mean, my kids are a bit older, I guess, like Peyton's 12, right? So he's been getting an allowance. But we were having so many struggles with chores and lunches and making lunches and who's walking the dog and who's doing all these things. And it was such a fight. And then we started doing these weekly family meetings. And basically the kids picked all the chores that we were already trying to make them do, but the kids mm. picked them as their That's chores. Brilliant. They put forth yeah. the idea. Make them think it's their idea. They yeah. came up with all of we made this whole list and every week we've been coming up with what kinds of things do we want to eat for lunch? What are the things that we want to get when we go grocery shopping? What um, kind of chores do we want to do this week? And then it has been like no problem at all getting them to actually do these things. Throughout. That's amazing. Would that work for us? <laughs> Just thinking out loud. Here. I, 
Yeah, I've been trying. I've, I'm tr- going to try that. <laughs> well, ladies, I feel like we could honestly talk forever because I just adore this conversation, but we do have to close it up. So thank you all so, so much for being here. Honestly, it's just incredible spending an hour and five minutes of your time with me today and talking about giving back. And I, I'm just so grateful for all of you. So thank you for being on the show. No, thank you so Thanks much for guys having, for having me. I so appreciate it. And when you've got the link, Shannon or somebody, um, Sabrina, give it to me so we can um, put it out there into the atmosphere. Absolutely. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join our conversation on Instagram and Facebook. To get more information on the stories we share here, our books, the blog, our community, head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. That helps us so much and we value every single review. We also have a special gift for our subscribers. I would like to thank our production team and Megan Krimpotich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear and tune in next week. In the meantime, please, please remember, Mama, you've got this.